Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my fellow Liberty lovers, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from. Today is Tuesday, December 26th, 2023, and this is episode 24 of the Living with Freedom show. I'm Amber S., bringing to you a vision of what living a life of freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in every aspect of life. This show is brought to you by Living with Freedom Ministries, an unincorporated private church and ministry where I help people discover and fulfill their God-given purpose, specifically through the creation of their own private ministry. If you enjoyed the Living with Freedom show or any of the Living with Freedom ministry activities, please consider a donation through PayPal using the ministries Living with Freedom at ProtonMail.com email address. Your support is what helps keeps this ministry's mission alive. All right. At first, I thought we were going to have some issues because the broadcast system said that they're experiencing some technical difficulties. So if you're tuning in, please feel free to jump on the chat or shoot me a private message, which, speaking of, I should mute my phones because I have not <laughs> got a loved one that part of the uh, habit falls through. Um, But please, if you're tuning in, let me know um, if you're able to hear this, if everything is loud and clear as usual. We've been having quite a few difficulties with the system, and I just want to make sure that everything's broadcasting correctly. Okay, so today is the last Living with Freedom show but just for 2023. <laughs> yeah, I have to be a little Germanic. Actually, I don't have to. I choose to be. <laughs> Anyways, because it's the last show of 2023, I want to do some reflection as well as looking ahead. The, quote, coach in me loves the idea of reflection and vision boarding or goal setting, but the human part of me also has always struggled to actually see the vision and see the purpose and honestly select things that truly align with my God-given purpose so that I I have and I keep that internal fire to move forward, not just the surface level. Oh, that sounds like an altruistic goal, and I want to be altruistic, so I should pick that as my goal. Right? You know how sometimes we pick goals that sound so good, <clears throat> but then a week into it, a month into it, we've already fallen off, you know. So if I'm not the only one who struggled with what sounds like a good idea versus really tuning into purpose and staying within that bubble, if I'm not the only person, like, give me a, I don't know, give me a shout out <laughs> because I don't think I'm the only one who has struggled with this idea of resolutions and 
statistics actually show that I'm definitely not the only one. Statistics have shown that um, New Year's resolutions just don't work, so why do we keep doing them? And I'll touch on that a little bit later, but I'm curious. Do you think that the founding fathers and mothers of this nation could actually have succeeded in their life's mission to do what they did if they just did what sounded good but then gave up when the motivation wasn't there or when life happened or when it got too hard? (laughs) The answer should be a resounding no. Our founding fathers and mothers, their purpose and their mission for doing what they did day in and day out, every year, to fulfill their life's purpose, it was not just surface level. It didn't just sound good. It had purpose and it had meaning. They were spiritually led, faith-based men and women of purpose. And I think that's why so many of us have always struggled with That question we got senior year of high school, what do you want to do with your life? Where do you see yourself in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? Because we've lost touch with being spiritually led, faith-based men and women of purpose. So how do we become that? And I propose that these three, I don't want to say things because it's not diminished to like step one, two, and three, but these three concepts are how we become or or begin to become people or men and women of purpose. And those three concepts are practice, personal development, and empowerment. So for the time being in this episode, I'm going to help you focus on the practice and personal development side Coming up in 2024, a longtime and very dear friend will be joining me for the empowerment piece, Um, and we're going to be doing a three-part series. At least that's the current goal and intention. Um, And so she's going to focus on the empowerment piece, and I really can't wait to share with you what she's up to. Uh, I have always been inspired by the work that she does and how she does it. So she has her own flavor, her own way of doing it, and I love that she's marching to the beat of her own drum. She is another rebel with a cause, and I love her dearly. I digress to kick off our reflection together of 2023. I wanted to start with a few minutes of just sharing our time together during the Living with Freedom show here in 2023. So starting out, if you are a new listener to the Living with Freedom show, One of my favorite things that I've adopted into the show is doing a word of the day. And I've absolutely loved doing this and sharing from Black's Law Dictionary mostly for these words. I love it not only because I'm a nerd and I admit it and I embrace it, but I also want to help connect the dots dots between the meanings behind our words and how they influence our liberties and freedoms and rights. So here are the most uh, words. (laughs) Words are good. (laughs) Here are most of the words we've covered in 2023. And I'll be honest, I might have missed one or two as I've modified the way I do my show notes and that process. But 
forgive me for any I've missed. This is the majority of them. And no, in no particular order, but mostly in order by episode, <laughs> the words are abatement, abate, action, abjuration, abjure, abode, home, house, domicile, residence, reside, dwelling, person, natural born citizen, natural born subject, naturalized citizen, man, living, civic, civilian, political, abridge, abridgment, hallow, consecrate, fear, faith, colony and compact, law, or um, lawful and communication, constitutional, constitutional law, and mere image rule, multiple hats doctrine, avere, averment, swear, affirm, affirmation, affidavit, and attest. As you can probably guess, since I've only been doing this show since July 4th, I really struggle with picking just one word of the day. (laughs) I really should change that to be like words based on a theme day (laughs) or something like that. But usually what happens, you guys, is I start out with one word, and then as I'm going through practicing and preparing the definition that I've read, I realize there's more words that we need to have better context um, on the concept we're building on with the word at hand. And so we end up having anywhere between two and like seven words. (laughs) Actually, one, two, three, four, five. I think the day that we had the most words, there were seven. All right. I also... If you're also new, I love doing a holiday of the day. And I've loved sharing this partly because many of them are just plain fun and also partly because they're great reminders and opportunities to practice various things. So here is a list of most of the holidays we've covered in 2023. Obviously, July 4th, we covered Independence Day, which was actually July 2nd. We also covered World Listening Day, International Can It Forward Day, and the fact that August is National Wellness Month. We did National Cat Day, National Tooth Fairy Day, National Voter Registration Day, National Angel Food Cake Day, and National Cake Decorating Day. Having my best winter skin day, (laughs) Halloween and Reformation Day, National Pickle Day, National Entrepreneur Day. National Repeal Day, Pearl Harbor Day on 9-11, and most recently we did National Heroes and Heroines Day. I a giggle like I do when I think about all these different days. Yeah, some of them like National Pickle Day, they're just for fun because we do actually get to win, you know, have fun in life. I know sometimes, especially in United States, when we are trained and raised to be workaholics, it's hard to have fun. And so even though some of these are quite meaningless, if you really think about it, in another way, they're really meaningful. They're helping us reconnect with the simple things in life, the things we overlook, the things we take for granted, and the things that we can actually have gratitude for. And, yes, I did Pickle Day mostly just for the giggle. 
But yeah, we can actually have gratitude for pickles. Because, and I, I'm going to digress on this one. <laughs> because naturally fermented pickles are really, really good for us with the, pro, the pre and probiotics that are going on and helping our gut health. So even pickle day can be a cause for celebration because we can learn how to make pickles and be sustainable and help our digestive health. So even that we can turn into, you know, a topic of conversation, which is what I did that day. But that's what I'm inviting us to do. Yes, we can have fun each and every day, and we can also use these things as learning opportunities, growth opportunities. And I hope you do. I hope this encourages you to just have a little fun. Maybe I didn't even look at what today is besides Boxing Day, um, you know, in a lot of European countries. But, you know, there's such a thing as National Waffle Day. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's just for fun. Um, just for giggles, today is also National Candy Cane Day, Homeowner's Day, Thank You Note Day, National Winers Day. I'm not even going to look that one up. So even the day after Christmas, that is the most widely celebrated holiday that I know of in American culture, um, you know, there's a lot of things to to celebrate and to think about every day. It's not that we're worshiping these things, but we can still have fun and recognize them. So anyways, that's my little um, <laughs> rant, I guess. As we also continue to reflect on our personal lives in all aspects, it's helpful to do a couple things. I personally love to first reflect with gratitude on the things that we did that kept us in alignment with our purpose, as well as move closer to fulfilling that purpose. One of the best ways that we can do that and set ourselves up to do that with more gratitude next year Start a gratitude journal, or if that's too much, use that day designer planner that I keep telling you about. It has a tiny little box in the corner where you can share something that you're grateful for that day. And then at the end of the year, you can flip back and look at all of the things that we could be grateful for, especially if we happen to have a really difficult or trying year where it felt like anything that could go wrong did go wrong. That's the most important time for us to also be keeping gratitude near and dear to our hearts. So if you're struggling this week during your reflection 2023, having gratitude for the things that you did that kept you in alignment and closer to fulfilling your purpose, I'm going to invite you to consider if some sort of, you know, consistent gratitude acknowledgement is going to be helpful for you for next year. So when you reflect in the future, you know, it's easier. The second thing I like to do when I'm reflecting on the past year is reflect with understanding or another way of saying it is reflect with compassion about the things we may not have accomplished. Whether we came to the realization that those things may not have actually been for our greatest good or if something just happened that derailed us on it, let's be compassionate with ourselves 
knowing that in every moment of every day, we can start anew doing our best, whatever that looks like from moment to moment, and really have grace with ourselves when one moment's best may not appear as good as another moment's best. That being said, I want us to consider that in every day of our lives, perhaps we do always give 100%, but where we direct that 100% can vary. Some days we might be overcoming illness, that we might have to give 75% to resting and healing our bodies, and then we just have 25% to give elsewhere. Or some days our motivation pooped out and we give 90%, but it's to social media and entertainment. Other days, we wake up with a pep in our step and we go all out 100% toward our purpose and crank that shenanigans out. Uh, Side note, for those of you who are new, (laughs) I don't usually cuss and so shenanigans is my fun and silly way of saying the sailor mouth word for poo. (laughs) So crank that out, right? This is kind of a perfect segue to one of the books that I'm going to recommend. The book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and I'll shortcut it for you. It is an amazing book, very inspirational, very insightful, and the premise is these four agreements, which are, one, being impeccable with your word, two, not taking anything personally, not making assumptions, and four, always doing your best. We've already touched on that last one, but I'm going to invite you to explore over the next week as you reflect and look ahead what the other ones mean to you. And I'm not going to tell you what they should mean because that would be from my own personal perspective and what they mean to you and you know, from your perspective, that's going to look and feel different. So let me go over those four agreements one more time. Um, So you have a chance to write them down if you want to. And, you know, take me up on that invitation to reflect on what it looks and feels like to live in these four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, Don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. Now, as we start to look forward to the new year, I'm going to invite everyone to, (laughs) I might get a lot of flack for this one, but I'm going to invite everyone to not make New Year's resolutions. You guys, as I said before, The stats are in, and resolutions don't work. Do you know why? Do you want to know why resolutions don't work? I did hint at it earlier in this episode. Here's the answer. Resolutions don't work because they're altruistic. They sound good. They sound really good but they have no real substance or purpose in our lives. No purpose that makes them stick. So a week or a month, or if you're lucky, three months in, the resolution falls flat on its face. 
never to be seen or heard from again until next New Year when we try it all over again. And I hope you guys remember the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. I mean, that is probably one of the most popular quotes that I know of these days. And I'm going to repeat it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So if you've been trying to do New Year's resolutions for your entire life and you're 43 or 65, whatever, doesn't matter your age. If you've been trying it every freaking year and you haven't been able to stick it through for the year, stop doing it because it's not working. I'm I'm seriously putting on my mom hat right now and telling y'all to stop it with the resolutions. <laughs> Sorry if y'all took offense to that sentence. You know, you listeners are probably, you know, varied in age. (laughs) But seriously, if you respect anything I have to say, respect that one. Stop with the resolutions. There's a better way. Instead of doing resolutions, we're going to review that God-given purpose exercise that I talked to you through a while back. And for reference or For those who are new and missed it, these are the questions from that activity, but I do invite you to go back through the episodes and find where I actually walk you through, like, the full exercise. Um, I am still planning, maybe I'll get it done over winter break, on putting together a workshop on discovering and fulfilling your God-given purpose. But for now, just note, you know, put away in your mind Um, Put on the back burner these questions. First, what are the things that you have overcome in your life? Not the things you're currently overcoming, but have already overcome. Question two, who have you become as a result of going through the situations you overcame in question one? I should note, in question one, you should write down a number of things. We've all overcome many things in our lives. Some it feels like more than others, but you should write down at least, you know, three, four things. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on you, but more than one. But question two is, who have you become as a result of going through it? Another way to think about it is, who were you before, during, and after the situation you went through? And notice what the differences are in your character Um, in your integrity, in just your personality, anything. What were the differences? Question number three, what did you learn from going through the situation in question one and from exploring who you became from going through it in question two? So think about the things that you learned, the tools that you used, the resources that you collected to help you through. And then what we did was a visualization exercise. After that, we took a notice of any of the patterns that we wrote down, and then we put it all together into our God-given purpose. And I, I think I reminded everyone that our God-given purpose needs to be simple and direct. 
we shouldn't have to hem and haw over it. We shouldn't change it a little bit every time we say it. It should be the same every time. It's sort of like an elevator pitch to who you are as a person, not as an employee, not as a boss, not as a business owner, who you are. As an example, my God-given purpose is to help others discover and fulfill their God-given purpose. Now, you might be asking, how do I use this to create new goals for the new year and ones that will stick? Before we dive into that, though, we are going to pause for a commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to dive into how we use our purpose to create goals that will stick. We'll be right back. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Delivering the truth and exposing the lies. Join Russ and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. You know what I think we should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. (laughs) Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. 
This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time for the Living with Freedom show where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific here on Freedomizer Radio. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. All right, welcome back to the Living with Freedom show. If you are just tuning in, this is Amber S. with Living with Freedom Ministries. And today we're doing a reflection and review of 2023. We started out in segment one, mostly doing reflection and review of just the show, the word of the day and the holiday of the day. And then we started to transition into why resolutions are outdated, a thing of the past, got to stop doing them, and what to do instead, which is using our God-given purpose to really drive and propel our goal creation for the new year and goals that will stick. And I was about to share how I use my God-given purpose to create goals that stick. And how I do it is prayer and meditation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who are Christians and think the word meditation is only for new age, woo-woo stuff, that couldn't be farther from the truth. There are countless verses in the Bible that talk about meditating, meditate, meditation. And if you don't believe me, which please don't, like check it out for yourself because I don't want to be the knower of things. I want to be a sharer of information that you can go check for yourself. (laughs) But if you don't believe me, use your favorite search engine and search this phrase. Jesus meditated first. But to simplify for the, you know, for our show, because, you know, time is of the essence. Look at prayer as us talking and asking or I should, I should say, look at prayer as the talking and asking part. 
and look at meditating as the us listening and paying attention part. They go hand in hand. And one concept from the New Age world that's very true that I feel like believers just don't talk about enough or at all is that we really do need to find a way to quiet our own thoughts and our own mind as well as the external world so we can open our ears and our hearts to listen. Not to ourselves, not to the world, but listen to God. Listen to the Holy Spirit in us. And this is where people get so off kilter about meditating because the idea of tuning inward can and often does come across as tuning God out. But I'm going to invite you to see it instead as tuning the world out. Remember that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And we should be tuning the world out to tune into the Holy Spirit within us. Now, I digress on that topic because I could go on and on. The point is, though, when we're goal setting, we need to be able to be specific about what we're asking for and then be quiet enough to hear the answer or to hear the guidance. And while I cannot tell anybody else what their purposes or goals are or should be, I will offer for anyone who wants some support in going through this for themselves, I want to offer you a free half-hour session. It's just an exploration session. Um, we're just having a conversation. I'm not like a psychologist trying to like dive into your mind or any nonsense like that. It's just a conversation where I provide any support that I can in exploring your purpose and goals that go along with it. The guide, you have the answers. You, The Holy Spirit in you has the answers, right? Um, so this is a free half-hour session. Obviously, donations for my time are always welcome, but definitely not required for something like this. If you want to take me up on that free half-hour session, you can go to Calendly, that's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com, backslash living with freedom, backslash goal hyphen exploration. Now, one of my biggest recommendations as an alternative to new habits we wish to create, i.e. resolutions, for a better version of ourselves is first to see what's realistic based on our current habits that we have. If if you go for a walk a couple times a month and stretch only when you wake up sore, I, I kind of don't believe that a wise new habit would be to expect yourself to suddenly start going to the gym like three times a week. It's just not realistic. If you have ever done goal setting before, you're probably familiar with SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. And that acronym stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. Now, not only did I address the realistic thing when I mentioned going from a once-a-month walk and random stretching to going to the gym three times a week. Not only did I address realistic part of the goals, but I also addressed achievable. That kind of a goal 
yes, in theory is achievable, but when we're being realistic, we realize that that's just not achievable in the long term because we have such a giant leap to make from where we are to where that goal is that we need to break it down first. Yes, you could build up to, and you probably should, we all should build up to going to the gym or working out in some form at least three times a week. I mean, at a minimum, sure. I'm not a a personal trainer. I'm not going to tell you how much we should or should not be working out. Uh Uh-uh, that is not my job. But we can't make that leap in one bound. It's just too far across the chasm. (laughs) But we can make it if we break it down. And this is where SMART goals come in handy. So as you're looking at your goals and making sure that they are in alignment with your God-given purpose and bring you closer to fulfilling that purpose, breaking them down into making sure that they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Having a deadline or if you're creating a habit, having and already knowing in your schedule when you have time to do it makes it timely. If this is just like a whenever kind of goal, like, oh, sometime in the next month I need to, or sometime this week I need to go to the gym, it's so vague and not time sensitive that come Friday all of a sudden you didn't get to the gym at all this week and now you have Friday and Saturday left or if Monday's the beginning of your week, Friday, Sunday, and Sunday, where you need to get to the gym three days in a row. So we need to make it timely. And something that could be more fitting to start off, like I said, um, from the going words again, (laughs) if we're starting out walking once a month and stretching randomly, something that would be more fitting to start off would be maybe moving the walks up to once a week, And stretching at least once a week upon waking up. And we can more easily make that happen by looking at the forecast like every Saturday night or Sunday night to see what the week is going to be to pick the nicest day to walk and schedule it in that day's schedule. Or for the stretching, naming your wake-up alarm one day a week to be stretch is also leading into the idea of habit stacking. If your alarm clock also prompts you to stretch by calling it stretch when you wake up, you're stacking a new habit of stretching with a current habit of waking up to the alarm. If this is a new concept for you, like it was for me a few years ago, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear like clear, like you can see through a window clear. Atomic Habits by James Clear is the best book I have ever read on habits. Like by far the best. Another thing to consider is that some of us are checkbox ticker offers. And some of us feel our souls dying when we have to use a checklist. Sorry, my dog just laid down next to me (laughs) in his bed. Anyway, think about which type are you. Are you a checkbox ticker offer or 
If you have a checklist, do you feel like your soul is dying just thinking about it? Those who are checkbox ticker offers might have an easier time just adding a new habit by just adding it to their checklist. I'm not really of that type. I'm the other kind. I kind of feel my soul die a little bit with certain checklists. So for me, <laughs> he's restless. <laughs> I am the other kind. I would benefit, and I do benefit better from habit stacking. So what I do in the morning is, um, that word wrong. Um, what I have done in the morning as I've built this habit of reading my Bible daily, which I'm almost done cover to cover, like I'm in Revelations, Revelation 8, I think. I'd have to look. But what I had to do to habit stack to get to that point was I set an alarm that said read Bible. And then 30 minutes later, I set an alarm that said, I think it was called move or exercise or stretch or whatever. And then 30 minutes later, I set like my normal wake up alarm. And then what I realized I had to do was the light that I use for my reading, if I'm reading from bed, um, often wakes up the dogs or wakes up my kiddo or whatever. And so instead of using a paper Bible and turning the light on, I downloaded a Bible app and read from my Bible app so I could highlight the verses easier. I didn't have to turn the light on. And I didn't have to risk waking anybody up before their wake-up time. <laughs> And then what I would do is I would, at my 30-minute mark from my movement one, my movement alarm, I would then move to the living room or to the kitchen area to do my movement. Some of the movement things I do are silent that I can just do in the, in the next room, which is the living room on the floor. Others, you know, I need to move out a little bit farther so I can, you know, make some more movement without, again, being noisy. But I had to name my alarms. I could not, starting out, just set an alarm for 5.30, set an alarm for 6, and then set an alarm for 6.30 and expect myself to stick with it. I had to name the reason that alarm was going off and what I was going to be doing at that time. So I not only habit stacked, but I was very specific in naming the alarms, reminding me to do my habit. The biggest thing, though, have grace with yourself. Every day is a new day. Heck, every moment is a new opportunity to start again. We don't have to wait until the new year, until the first of the month, until the until Monday, until tomorrow. To start again. Start now. Mel Robbins has a concept that really helps. Um, I think she even has a book on it. It's been too long. Um, I've integrated the concept and have forgotten the resource. But anyways, the concept is called 3, 2, 1, go. I like to clap when I say go. It just adds an extra, like, snappiness to it. So 3, 2, 1, right? <laughs> Sorry if that was loud in your ear. 
that was a pretty loud clap. What this concept is, is when we lack the motivation to get up and do something, what we can do is just count backwards, three, two, one, go. And when go hits, you just get up and do it, even if you don't want to. That's another reason I like to add the clap, though, because a loud, sharp sound like a clap or a snap or I think those are the two that I, I really like, snapping and clapping. But a loud, sharp sound like that kind of like wakes our body up, right? It's a, a somewhat startling sound, even if we make it ourselves. It sort of like triggers our body into action. So when we do the three, two, one, go, and we just get up and do it, it trains ourselves to not rely strictly on motivation to do the things we're supposed to do, the things we promised we would do. And this also goes back to those four agreements being impeccable with our word. When we're impeccable with our word, it's not just being impeccable to others about what we say we're going to do. It's being impeccable with ourselves about we about what we tell ourselves that we're going to do. So when God told me that it was time for me to read my Bible, go lay down. I have dogs trying to climb in my lap. <laughs> Go lay down. <laughs> Where was I? Um, when we lack the motivation, I think that's where I was. We need to have something that continues to drive us anyways, to push us forward, to propel us forward, to just do the thing anyways. Nobody likes vacuuming. I mean, even if you like the act of keeping a tidy house, can you honestly tell me, do you actually enjoy the noise of a vacuum? I guess some people do. I shouldn't judge. And I'm not trying to judge. I don't understand it. I don't understand the attraction to vacuuming. Yes, I do it because I know I'm supposed to, but I don't like doing it. And the repetitive motion especially if I'm vacuuming like the whole house, my body ends up kind of sore because like that constant rocking motion, my hip doesn't like it. I hate vacuuming. So I go three, two, one, go and just freaking do the thing. <laughs> That's the point of three, two, one, go though. Is if it's raining and you don't want to go on your walk, but it's raining all week. So you just have to pick a day and just do it. So just do it now kind of thing. Or if you don't want to go to the gym, but you know you need to, you're supposed to because it's your goal, three, two, one, go. Even better is habit stacking so it makes it easier to do your three, two, one, go. In the morning or when you get back from the gym the last time, you know, get your, your stinky, sweaty gym clothes in the wash so they're washed right away or have a rotation that would be smart is having a rotation of gym clothes but making sure that that morning or the night before or as soon as you get home from the gym one day your bag is packed and ready to go for the next time that's another way to habit stack then you don't have the excuse that oh I need to pack my gym bag and I don't know where my clothes are my shoes are like my dog stole one of my shoes and it's missing or whatever, or my gym clothes are in the, you know, laundry. If we 
take the few seconds or few minutes it takes to prepare for the next time right away this time, we've eliminated that excuse to not do it. But even if we don't do that, even if we don't do the prepping part, three, two, one, go. Just go grab your stuff, spray it with a little, you know, essential oil air freshener that you've made up because you're healthy and you don't like to use toxins in your home. Spray down your gym clothes and <clears throat> use extra deodorant and get to her. I can guarantee more. Oh, my goodness. Why am I getting that? Okay. I did not realize I had that open still. All right. That is crap. <laughs> so. Oops. I had posted on Facebook that I was going live and then forgot to close it. So it opened up opportunity to get a message. Anyways, that is taken care of. We do the best we can, right? And that's where we have grace with ourselves and with others. <laughs> what I was saying, though, is spray yourself down with something good smelling, hopefully non-toxic. And just get to the gym anyways. I can guarantee that nobody else leaves that gym or within five or ten minutes of actually working out smells good still. And if they do, they're probably using all those toxic chemicals that you should have a conversation with them about. So stop making excuses. That's that's another one I didn't write down, but even with the three, two, one, go. We still have opportunities to use, to make excuses, and we can't do that. Excuses don't have room when we're trying to make new goals. All right. Yet another tip that I have learned, sadly the hard way, is identifying obstacles. For me, with following this calling to read my Bible cover to cover daily, I had to overcome a lot of stuff. I had to overcome wanting to stay up late working or watching movies so I could train myself to eventually wake up at 5 or 5.30 to read. So I had gotten into the habit of, I shouldn't say so, at the point I was at when I started reading the Bible, I had gotten myself into the habit of barely waking up at 7 with my kiddo for school. And then I had to strategize. If I'm barely waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning to get my kid shipped off to school, I have some obstacles. First is my sleep habit. There is no way at this point in my life... I'm going to be shifting from 7 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. without prepping, which means I need to start the night before with a really good sleep hygiene habit. I needed to backtrack and break down my goal of reading the Bible daily every morning and figure out what needed to happen first, which was getting to bed at a reasonable time. Second thing, staying off my phone, especially social media, 
after bedtime. I had to uh, had to stack other habits in front of my main one, my main goal, so I could achieve the main one. Other things I did was I strategized. I started waking up earlier and earlier in the late winter and spring as the sun rose earlier and earlier. Time your goals out, especially if they're an, you know, an early morning kind of goal. Time it out with the seasons. Especially if you're starting this new habit. We've already passed the shortest day of the year where it's the longest darkness, right? So every day from now on through, you know, through until next winter, or I guess next July, the days are going to start beginning earlier and earlier with some, (coughs) excuse me. So part of your goal is to wake up earlier to get to the gym or to do whatever. Start to set your alarm earlier by five-minute increments. And I know that sounds ridiculous to break it down that little. But seriously, start breaking your alarm clock down in five-minute increments to be earlier and earlier. Each week, bump it back another five minutes. If you're struggling or or if something happens, leave it there for an extra week. And then bump it back another five minutes. Sometimes certain time periods are easy and you can do an extra leap. I wouldn't jump too far, but those are some of the things that we can do to habit sack and to strategize and break down so that our goals are S-M-A-R-T, smart. So after I started rising earlier and after my 30 minutes of reading, I would also set another alarm to get out of bed for either breakfast or to move, whether that was stretching or some sort of exercise. But I started stacking the main habit with another healthy habit I wanted to add. And that's why I highly recommend that Atomic Habits book because he is so masterful in his explanation and breakdown of how to think about our goals. And I seriously feel like reading that book is what got me to where I am in my life right now. Even from just a couple years ago when I read the book, it is that pivotal, you guys. And honestly, I now that I'm talking about it, I think I'm going to start rereading that book just to pick up more stuff or to refresh my memory at least. <clears throat> so this is not an affiliate. Like, I don't care where you buy it. You buy it used or through Amazon or whatever, definitely they'll get that Atomic Habits book, especially if you've not read it before. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. All right, we are going to pause for a commercial break, and then we are going to do um, an episode wrap-up. So we will be right back after the commercial break. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, 
please check out barefootislegal.org. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Cross. Yeah, Mariah. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 1030. Uh, right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links. Or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. 
and we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints, but they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the Word. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Alright, welcome back. This is segment three of the Living with Freedom show today. And because it is our last episode of 2023, we're doing a bit of reflection as well as visioning. And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna come up with a really fantastic word um, for, you know, next time we do something like this. But basically just visioning and goal setting for the new year in a way that's not like the old school resolutions. We've talked about resolutions. We've done a review of the words of the day since the show started July 4th of this year. We've also covered the holidays of the day since the show started. <coughs> Excuse me. guess I forgot to get another cough drop in before the commercial break was done. <laughs> what we've been doing ever since is we've been exploring tools and concepts and how we can both reflect on the year before and also how we can set achievable and attainable goals for the new year. And I specifically use the word achievable because it's part of SMART goals, which I did talk about in the last episode. SMART goals are S-M-A-R-T. And SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. You may see some variations here and there about the wording used or the specific words used in that, but that's the gist of it. And so I use achievable on purpose because 
often with resolutions, as I as I touched on already, we we tend to be really altruistic, and maybe that should have been my word of the day, but I wasn't going to pick a word or a holiday of the day since we were doing such a big review. Altruism, in my opinion, is acting on wishful thinking, really. And yes, I just kind of made that definition up, but when I think about it, altruism is is being the good person that we think others want us to be or that others want to see, not necessarily who we're meant to be in the purpose we're meant to fulfill. And I think that's why I feel like resolutions just kind of suck. They're cheesy. They're altruistic. So often they're not specific or measurable or achievable or um, realistic or timely. They're just dreams or wishes. And until we break those things down using SMART, SMART, and until we compare it against our God-given purpose, I don't think we're really going to see the success or, at a minimum, the sense of achievement. The, the I don't want to say pride, but I'm going to say pride <laughs> in achieving that goal. We're not going to have the same drive and motivation and satisfaction, I guess is a better word, not pride. We're not going to have the same satisfaction in achieving the goal if it doesn't align with our purpose somehow. So in the last segment, I also walked you guys through very, very quickly um, what I like to do in my PMA workshop, helping people get in alignment with their God-given purpose. So once you've narrowed down your God-given purpose, it's time to start looking at your goals. And Sometimes we're like, okay, I should have goals, but as we're tapping our fingers together, um, what goals should I have? What what goals exist that I should be thinking about? And this is where it gets kind of fun, you guys. First step for me when I'm doing this kind of goal-setting Activity, And this is something I'm going to be doing over the next couple of days. This is not a 30-minute exercise and boom, I have my 2024 goals. Ta-da! <laughs> it doesn't work like that. At least not for me. And maybe it's because I'm analytical and I am heavy on the green personality where I need to know all of the things before I do anything kind of thing. But for most people, goal setting is not a 30-minute, one-and-done kind of thing. It is a process. It's a work in progress. And it takes – I'm sorry. I have my dog with me, and they're um, being a little noisy right now. They're a little restless. I need to let them outside when we're done here. <laughs> anyway, so when we're goal setting, especially when we want to be in alignment with our God-given purpose, we need to tune out the external world, all of the noise and the chatter of what we should be. Um, yep, it looks like the system is up and running. I do have the – I'm going to sidetrack for a moment, you guys. I got a message here. Um, in the studio, there is a notice that there are some 
um, issues with the live broadcast system, but it seems to be working for me. Um, so we can maybe chat later. I'm guessing where you're also one of the show hosts. So shoot me a message in the group chat. <laughs> that may be easier because I can then show you what I see. Um, as we look at our goals, we need to tune out the outside world and the outside chatter of what people should be doing or what they think you should be doing and tuning inward, tuning into, and I don't mean tuning inward as in tuning out God. I mean tuning into the Holy Spirit in us for guidance. But we can't hear that voice inside unless we tune out the world. So what I like to do when I'm getting ready for a goal-setting session is I like to start with three deep breaths. You don't have to count inhales or exhales. Just on the inhale, I want you to think about anything that's happened in the past that you're thinking about. And then as you exhale, let them go. It's not that those things are going away. Just release them from right here and right now. And then on your second inhale, I want you to think about anything you've been worried about in the future. Anything that's been on your mind that's coming up. And then as you exhale, I want you just to let those things go. They're still there. But for the time being, for this present moment, for this session, we're going to just let them go. Okay? And then on the third breath, I want you to be just here and now present. Um, if you are a believer and you, you know, have the Holy Spirit in you, like, check in with the Holy Spirit and start to pray and just ask, like, what is it that I need to know for setting these goals or for exploring what my goals should be? And then just start to just be quiet and listen, okay? That's how I like to start it. Um, but, not but, and, so that's how I like to start. This next part might feel counterintuitive, all right? What I like to do, though, is I like to do a brain dump. And here's why. And if you've never heard of a brain dump, it's nothing gross, it's not inappropriate, taking a notebook or taking a sheet of paper and writing down all of the ideas that come out. If you are really, really used to having discernment and listening to the spirit within you, this might be easy. You might not have much of a brain dump because what the spirit guides you to write down and guides, you know, you to be conscious about might be your goals. If you're not used to that though, and you're, and you're used to, you know, processing anything that comes through your conscious mind, this brain dump helps with that. Because sometimes we think of the things that we kind of should do and might be part of our big goal, but might just be a step in the goal, not the goal itself. So as you brain dump, don't judge anything you write down. Think about anything you write down. Just get it out. As it comes to your mind, write it down. This is something that you can start to process and work through. Um, pray and meditate on, which I also talked about in the last segment, 
all meditation is, is opening up and listening for the answer for the questions we ask during our prayer. They go hand in hand. So once you're, once you feel complete doing your brain dump, which for me, usually I do a couple sessions over the span of a few days during winter break between Christmas and New Year's. So I'll do a few sessions of the brain dump. And then I kind of start to map it out. I've started doing that. Either I highlight things that are in a similar category, like if they all pertain to family, I might highlight them in, I don't know, yellow. And if it pertains to um, ministry, actual ministry activities directly pertaining to members, I might highlight that in blue. And if it has to do with... um, my own spiritual or physical wellness, I might highlight that in purple. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up as examples, okay? <clears throat> so I'll start to group these things into categories or into themes, whatever kind of, whatever patterns I recognize in the brain dump. <clears throat> Sometimes I even cross things off like, oh, that's not really a goal I need to be worried about. That's one of those like resolution type altruistic goals that sounds good, but isn't part of my purpose. So I'll cross off a lot of things later, but during the brain dump sessions, you just get it out. You can review them later. And then also this sounds very counterintuitive. After that, I set it aside. Sometimes it's for a couple hours. Sometimes it's for a whole day. It depends on how much time I have to do these sessions in this break. Um, Regarding how much time I set it aside for. But when I set it aside, I'm very intentionally moving into clutter clearing mode. Excuse me, I got to take a sip of water. My throat's getting pretty dry. Which is weird because here in Wisconsin, we've had a very rainy Christmas weekend. So, as we clear clutter, what that does psychologically in our mind is it creates the visual and the mental space to process new things. So, maybe you have a checklist of especially post-holiday cleanup. Allow yourself some time, and I know this is hard, especially if the kids are home on break and you want to spend time with them, especially after the hecticness of the holidays. You know, sometimes it's just you want to just rest. So what I would recommend is, again, habit stacking, the clutter clearing. Everyone's going to need clean clothes and, you know, clean laundry for school to start up after the new year. So throw a load of laundry in, set it and forget it. While that's running, spend 30 minutes taking down the Christmas tree or at least starting to take it down or doing a load of dishes, whatever, clearing the bathroom clutter. There's any number of things that you can do to just start clearing the clutter. You probably won't get an entire space cleared 
in this allotted time. But just the movement toward having clutter cleared does a lot psychologically for us. And in my opinion, spiritually. It's kind of showing God that we're trying to be a good steward of what we've already been given so that we'll open ourselves up to receiving more and receiving what else God has for us. So when we clear clutter, when we check off that checklist, even though I hate being a checkbox ticker offer, (laughs) when we check off those things that we've been procrastinating on, is a sign to God we are being responsible stewards of the life that God gave us, of the things he's blessed us with, and opening space for more abundance and more blessings to flow. And I'm not trying to get all prosperity gospel-y, but I do believe, based on, you know, the prayer of Jabez and some other things, like God does promise us certain things. And I do believe we also have to prove ourselves worthy of it. And I don't believe God is the one that's testing us. He allows the devil to test us and tempt us so that we can really actually prove to ourselves. So that's a whole other topic. I know we could get down really, really far down on that rabbit hole over there. And it's not a bad rabbit hole. It's a really good one to think about. Um, just a little off topic for where we're going here. The reason I mentioned the clearing clutter most of all, though, is as we do that, especially if we can let ourselves listen to something that's instrumental and not with lyrics. Uh oh, my lap. Oh my goodness. My screen just turned off. Um. Well, that's unique. Um, okay, screen is back. I guess I haven't moved my mouse in long enough that my screen timed out. (laughs) And when it turned back on, it was just a black screen for that time. So anyways, hopefully you guys were able to still be connected during that little interruption. Um, being a good steward of what we've been given, not falling into prosperity mindset. Oh, um, so proving to ourselves, you know, that we're worthy and that we deserve kind of what's next for us. And it is something that's worth exploring, but kind of like not right here, not right now sort of thing. All right. One of the last things I want to share, because we are coming to the end of our time, is in addition to identifying our obstacles, in addition to identifying any possible goals with the intention of narrowing it down and figuring out our main goals with steps to get there, is to identify anything you might need before getting started. And this could be tools, it could be resources, or just additional knowledge and skills. For example, if you are someone who wants to at least start going to the gym, or at least start using gym equipment more than just a treadmill, 
um, or the track, even better, just the track. That's not even equipment, right? Something you might need is additional knowledge and skills on the gym equipment and how they work and how to make them work for your body. For instance, I'm like five foot three. The way I use gym equipment, the settings I have them at, etc., is going to be different than someone who's like six foot tall, all legs, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so to, to achieve your goal of going to the gym more or using more gym equipment than just a track, you might need additional knowledge and skills. So then build that into your goal. So this is another way of looking at our obstacles. Because if you consider the lack of tools, the lack of resources, um, the lack of knowledge and skills, that lack is another obstacle. So we are both identifying as well as creating a system to eliminate more obstacles and give ourselves an easier path toward success and satisfaction. The last thing I want to share with you before we do our show wrap-up is to prioritize your calendar. I don't know if this is a true story or made up. I believe it could be true. There was a college professor, and one day he walked in the class, and he asked the students to look at this jar on the front table that had rocks in it, like gravel, right? And he asked the class, is the jar full? And everyone was like, um, yeah. So then the professor took a funnel and poured sand into the jar as well. And that sand filled in the cracks in between those big rocks and of gravel. And then he asked the class, now is the jar full? And most of the students still said yes, but maybe a little more hesitantly. So then the professor grabs water and carefully and slowly pours the water to fill in any air gaps in between the sand, in between the rocks, until the jar was truly full. And then he asked the class, now is this jar full? Everyone said yes. And his point was, if you started with filling that jar with water first, like all the day-to-day, -day, you know, random stuff that needs to happen every single day, you know, brushing your teeth, whatever. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know if he actually said that part. But if you fill your day with the water first, there's not going to be any room for the bigger things in life, the bigger things being the sand and the gravel. So as we start to look at the new year, we need to also consider prioritizing our calendar. So look at the things that are non-negotiable in your life. Maybe it's your work schedule. Maybe you have no say in your work schedule. That is a non-negotiable. Then you put it in your calendar and you block that time off. Even if you're sitting down watching your favorite TV show or your favorite movies, over the holiday break or in the evenings, on the weekends, whatever, while you watch that, grab your calendar, whether it's, 
you know, a digital calendar or a paper one, go in and block out those non-negotiables. Maybe it's picking up your kid from school or homeschooling if you get that luxury. I'm not saying luxury is a privilege. If you have the parental authority and means by which to homeschool. Co-parenting in a divorce often makes it so a parent can't homeschool if they want to. <laughs> but whether it's picking up your son or daughter from school or educating them at home, if that is a priority that needs to happen, you schedule that into your calendar now. If there's appointments, schedule them in now. If you need to ask off of work for any appointments, schedule that in too. And then if there's date night, that really can't be you know negotiable because of conflicting schedules elsewhere. Whatever it is, figure out the things that are, are a priority. And then figure out the things that can be scheduled whenever. For instance, going for your walk every week, as I gave an example in the last segment. Um, something like that, you might not be able to schedule ahead more than the week at hand. So every Saturday or every Sunday, look at the weather forecast and on the day with the best weather, you know, put in your daily walk time or your weekly walk time. And then you start to fill in around it with the things that can be done whenever. You can... Most people, I shouldn't say you can, but most people are able to throw in a load of laundry any night of the week or any morning and throw it in the dryer when they get home, whatever, right? So that's something that's like a running list, but doesn't necessarily need to be scheduled. Maybe it does because you have a big presentation coming up that week and you have to have clean laundry the day before, whatever, right? So in that case, that becomes a non-negotiable, schedule it in. Doing this helps break down our list from things that we have to do that are outside of our control on timing to the things that we do have control over regarding timing. This helps so much with scheduling, you guys. And when I learned this, like, yeah, it sounds super common sense, right? Absolutely. It's also not something we're born knowing how to do. It's a practice doing this. And especially if you have ever dealt with any sort of trauma or PTSD or anxiety, prioritization becomes very difficult. And it's like having to learn how to walk all over again. Even as the seasons change, even from summer break to winter, if you have the luxury of kind of shifting your life a little bit when it's summer break versus when it's you know, the school year, there is a shift that happens that requires us to sort of reanalyze our priorities. And it's good to practice. Today was our wrap-up day with the Living with Freedom show for 2023. It is our last episode of the calendar year. So we did a review on the holidays of the day and the words of the day over the last several months. Um, We've also talked about how to reflect on the last year personally, as well as really helpful ways to set goals for the new year so we can set ourselves up for success. 
And if you want to set yourself up for success, I highly recommend going back and taking some notes on this episode. If you want some support in doing this, if this is the first time you've used any of these concepts to set goals for yourself, I have offered a free 30-minute session. We're just having a conversation, zero pressure. And so to access that 30-minute session, you can go to Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com backslash living with freedom backslash goal, G-O-A-L hyphen exploration. You guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your break if you have that luxury. Oh, and we are typing the wrong thing here to pull up our closing music. (laughs) Gotta love that when fingers don't work either. Oh my goodness. Apparently it's not gonna let me. All right, we are we're we're making this stuff work, right, people? <laughs> I hope you have an amazing rest of twenty twenty three and whenever you choose to do moving into the new year that you are blessed with abundance and clarity and a clear path forward. Until next time, we'll see you later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.